0: Our lesson for this evening is taken from the gospel of Matthew chapter 1 beginning at the 18th verse this is the Christmas story as found recorded in the gospel of Matthew and you'll notice that this isn't directed towards Mary but rather to towards Joseph this is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place his mother Mary was pledged in marriage to Joseph Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her, so he decided to divorce her privately. But as he was considering these things, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this happened to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he was not intimate with her until, he, until she gave birth to her firstborn son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. We read from chapter 49, verse 10. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until the one to whom it belongs comes. He will receive the obedience of the peoples. This is the word of the Lord. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, once again I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and always thinking of the very angels themselves when Jesus was born and they announced to the shepherd and in fact it was one angel that had announced but a whole glory full of angels appeared as they announced to the shepherds that the Christ who is Christ the Lord, is born. And there is where we hear that beautiful word, spoken by the angel himself, giving Jesus that title of Christ. And we know the word Christ is the Hebrew word for... Messiah, both words meaning anointed one. And again, there were three offices that required anointing by oil. So when Jesus is called the anointed one, he came to be our savior, serving as prophet, priest, and king. And the opening words that we hear of the Messiah, being the king, actually occurred when Jacob, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who had 12 sons, decided to give them his blessing before he would die. And one of them would receive the blessing of the Messiah, the Savior. So whose line would it be through? You would have expected it would be through the oldest one, that was Reuben. Or maybe the youngest one, which was Benjamin. Or, or for sure, the promise would be given to Joseph because there's so much written about Joseph, he ended up becoming second in power of all of Egypt. Certainly, the Messiah would come through him, but instead, it would come through the fourth son. And we actually have very little information about him. Oh, we do have information when he slept with a prostitute And and by the way, that son would actually be next in line to the Savior. (laughs) The son that would receive the blessing of the Messiah would actually be Judah. And here, Jacob makes it clear that the scepter would not leave, leave Judah's line. So Judah would become the line of the king. What's interesting is, is Judah did not... In, I mean, his ancestors did not service the first king of Israel. That actually honor fell to Ephraim under King Saul. The first king that would come from the line of Judah actually was King David. And King David brought Israel, all, to, all 12 tribes, he brought them to one of the highest moments in, in their entire history as, a, as, as really a world power. And and then Solomon enjoyed a lot of that. And he had the privilege of actually building the temple. But David's grandson, Rehoboam, actually was one who, when he heard complaints from the northern kingdoms that made up 12 or 10 tribes, he actually got in a fight with them. They left, and so the whole kingdom of Judah, which made up the southern kingdom, was a very small area, and it was only two tribes. And they were constantly, over the next 400 years, constantly fighting with the northern kingdom. It was Zedekiah who was in the line of Judah, who had become the last of Judah's king, the southern kingdom. And in fact, it would be Nebuchadnezzar who would actually take him into captivity. In fact, he took so many of the Israelites into captivity. And in fact, in, in, in even after that, Israel would no longer be ruled by a king from the line of Judah. In fact, they would be always ruled by another world power. Yes, it was first the Babylonians, then came the Persians, then came the Greeks, then came the Romans. In fact, they were under Roman power at the time Jesus came, and the authority that was over them under Roman power was King Herod and his sons. So these words saying that the scepter will not depart from Judah then you could argue it's not even true. If you take these words in a very earthly sense, if you take these words that the line of Judah is talking about that they're going to establish a a dynasty which would be like a heaven here on earth, then these words don't sound true at all. But that's not what Jacob was talking about when he spoke through inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He was talking about a kingdom that would be established in the line of Judah that would actually establish an eternal kingdom. For this earth will come to an end one day, but the kingdom in the line of Judah that would be established would be an eternal one. And that king, from the line of Judah, who would be called the son of David, would point to Jesus. Remember the wise men? They would come to Jerusalem to ask, where is the king of the Jews? And they came when they saw him bringing him those beautiful kingly gifts and worshipped him as their king, recognizing he wasn't just the king of the Jews. He was the king of all <clears throat> nations and all people. Oh, re- remember what was, what was said even at the time of Pilate when Pilate asked him, are you a king? And you remember what Jesus replied? Yes, he is a king, and his kingdom is not of this world. <coughs> so what would be his kingdom? It would not be found on a, my, on a map. It would not be established by military power. It would be a kingdom where he rules in people's hearts by his word. And this kingdom would be established in justice and in righteousness. But in order to establish it, we needed a king who was obedient. And we speak of his obedience as being active and passive, actively keeping the word of God perfectly for us. Because God the Father demanded the satisfaction of righteousness in order to be saved, which Jesus did for us but he also demanded the satisfaction for justice. So in a passive sense, we needed a Savior who would go to the cross and offer himself as an atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world, which is exactly what Jesus did. He is truly the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And by his obedience then, he established what we desperately need, and that is the satisfying of the demands for righteousness and justice. And this is why our Savior had to be fully God and fully man in one person. And because of his sacrifice on the cross, where he did not remain, but he rose from the dead and conquered death itself, we have a king who, unlike any other king, defeated the enemies we desperately need destroyed. He, in paying for our sins on the cross, defeated the enemy of sin itself. Yes, we still struggle with our sinful nature, but the victory is won in Christ who won for us the forgiveness of sins. We needed someone who would conquer death itself and give us life after death. And we have a Savior who gave his life and died, suffering even hell itself in our behalf so that we would have life and life eternal. We needed a Savior who would defeat the enemy of Satan and undo what Satan did in the Garden of Eden. And with the forgiveness of sins and the sure hope of everlasting life, we have that truth as proclaimed in God's holy word that not even Satan himself can stand up to. This is the king whose scepter will never depart from Judah because he comes from the line of Judah and has an established and eternal kingdom. And after (coughs) this world is destroyed, his kingdom will reign and will reign forever and ever and ever. And all believers, yourselves included, are servants and heirs of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you, my friends, have the guaranteed hope of heaven. I don't know about you, but I find this extremely comforting. Because during this time of the year, a lot of people are very, very depressed. Maybe even suicidal. People easily get down. I've been talking to members and and at work or at school or, or wherever, families are bickering and fighting. And it seems like everyone could really use a break. Tempers seem to be very short. And how sad. But what really struggles is when you gather together at Christmas time with your family, do you find yourself noticing who's not there? You celebrated it with maybe mom, dad, but the Lord took them home. But they're not here. And you think of all the traditions they had and and some of them, you know, as you raised your own family and some of them you incorporated and, and they're not there. Isn't it a great comfort to know that even though they're not here right now, it doesn't mean they're gone and dead. They live. In Christ Jesus, they live because the king that established an eternal glory is the only one who can give eternal life. And in Christ Jesus, we have eternal life. Knowing this certainly drives away any tears of sadness. It really creates those tears of gladness. Jesus is the Christ, the King of glory. Yes, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And because of his obedience, we obey. Because the obedience belonged to him. And he became the Savior of all nations, and therefore all nations in Christ Jesus obey him. And we obey him as his servants, recognizing what he has declared us to be. We're not simply sinful human beings. We struggle with that sinful nature. But he's changed the title from sin to child of God. From sin to saint. From sin to heir of everlasting life. We belong to him. We serve him. And the only way to serve him is with a repentant heart that is sorry for one's sins, but above all trust, in the forgiveness of sins that is ours because of our King, our resurrected King. We, we obey Him with humble hearts, not saying this is my body and this is my life and I can do with it whatever I want. We serve Him in keeping with His Holy Word. There's no, there's, there's no place for selfishness, that God be the glory forever and ever. And above all, we serve him as a shepherd. And what did the shepherds do after they heard the angels? They, They went right to Bethlehem and found the Christ child, and after they saw him, they left going back out to the fields, but on the way, with everyone they met, they told them what they saw and heard. And we too obey, not keeping our mouths shut, but letting the light of Christ shine in our lives and letting his holy word flow from our lips. Because Jesus is our king. This, my friends, is a Merry Christmas. Someone just told me yesterday, Happy Holidays. And, and you've heard me bring this up before. I'm not going to get in the whole argument about you know, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, but I do prefer Merry Christmas. Why? Because what's at the heart of those words? Christ, the Anointed One, our Prophet, Priest, and King. This is the Savior we need, this is the Savior who came, and this is the Savior who will come on the last day and take us to the glories of heaven. But until then... It is because of Jesus we say, Christmas is merry. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.